What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. And I have something to tell you today in episode 86. You do not know what you need to get where you are going. You do not know what you need to get where you are going. Again, you do not know what you need to get where you are going. know what you need to know where you're going. Let me say that in a different way. You don't know what you need to get where you're going. And the reason why I decided to open up this podcast episode with that is because what I realize is that people deal with so much anxiety when it comes to their own self-projection or where they will go, they get into competition with other people. They get um, in a frenzy when other people get things that they don't get. Like we naturally, our body responds in such a way when we believe that our future is being like held captive to some sort of external um, factor. And so we have a little bit of a challenge because when we operate in this anxiety around where our life is going and we decide that we know what we need to get where we're going, then we lack trust in God. And so that's essentially what we're going to be talking about today. If I don't know what I need to get where I'm going, then what do I do next? So first of all, it's really important. It is very important to release yourself from needing validation or being positioned. I'm going to say that again. It is very important to release yourself from needing to feel validation from others or needing to feel like you have been positioned. Something that I know to be true is that you're going to get some things because of who you know. That's true, right? People say that all the time. It's not such and such and such, it's who you know. But the reality is, especially for those of us who are doing kingdom work, some of the things that we are going to get have has everything to do with who we do not know right? You're going to get some things because of who you are not attached to. Let me say that in another way. 
you're going to get some things because of who you serve and not who you follow. You're going to get some things because of who you serve and not what political party you are a part of. You're going to get some things because of who you serve and not what school you went to or what family you are from. And that's very important because if we can release ourselves from this idea that we only can access the fruit of, of God's riches and glory and the wonderful successes of life because of all these external factors, then we will be more victorious. So when I ask God to lead me, I'm surrendering my own plan for his. Let me just talk to you about something that really annoys me. Because sometimes, and I believe that this is sort of this Eurocentric way of teaching and that it has definitely transitioned into the way that we even understand our promise and our future within uh, the context of Christianity. And it's this idea of being an opportunist. We are trained to believe that there is an element of our success that is connected to us being an opportunist. What is an opportunist? I went ahead and looked it up in the dictionary. And here's what an opportunist is said to be. A person who exploits circumstances to gain immediate advantage rather than being guided by consistent principles or plans. Again, a person who exploits circumstances to gain immediate advantage rather than being guided by consistent principles or plans. So your immediate, your immediate thought might be, well, what's wrong with being an opportunist? Well, when I am guided by something other than my principle, I'm willing to do anything to get what I think belongs to me. You hear what I'm saying? I'm willing to uh, forego any integrity to get what I think I deserve. And that's a problem. So the challenge with opportunists is that many opportunists are managed by their emotions. Like they, they act before they think. And they might think that their work is calculated, but in the end, it is not governed, again, by a practice or a principle. Opportunists can be very responsive. They can have a false sense of success. They um, can mistake ambition um, to be competition, in competition with people who aren't in competition with them. The, the, the problem with an opportunist, they pursue the wrong kinds of capital for the wrong reasons. Um, have you ever been um, approached by someone um, who appeared to want to be in relationship with you and when they could not get what it was that they were looking for, they were no longer interested in your friendship, your collaboration or fellowship with you? That's what an opportunist does. An opportunist sees criticism of others and they call it hating. An opportunist sees people as disposable, right? If I don't need you, get out of my way. You're no longer valuable. An opportunist runs through friends and can be 
considered untrustworthy. Now, who would want to be someone that is so quote unquote ambitious that the casualty of their ambition are people and friendships and systems and things that last longer than quote unquote success? So the first thing that we really need to do is get out of our heads that in order to be successful, we have to be an opportunist. Now, that's not to say that we should not be strategic, that we should not build relationships and collaborative efforts with other people. It's not to say that at all. But if we believe that we have to do certain things that lack integrity and purpose and promise in order to get fame and wealth, then we are doing it the wrong way. So we need to really detach ourselves from these Western frameworks, these really Eurocentric frameworks that teach us to rely on systems and power structures for advancement. The Bible says that promotion doesn't come from the east or the west or the north or the south, but it comes from God. He puts up and he takes down, right? And so if promotion doesn't come from the north, the south, or the west, then there's some things that are not necessary for me to do in order to be successful, right? Like I don't have to knock you off in order to be successful. I don't have to talk you down in order to be successful because if I'm walking in my God-given ability, if I'm being obedient to what God has called me to do, if I'm in the right place, if I'm positioned where God wants me to be positioned, then I don't have to worry about external factors impacting my promise. I'm going to get what God has afforded me to have. So when I detach myself from these Western and these Eurocentric frameworks, then I get out of this sort of competitive system where I have to one-up people or throw people under the bus or prove that I'm right and they're wrong. Or Now, that doesn't mean that I don't update my resume. It doesn't mean that I don't update my website. It doesn't mean that I don't create a podcast episode. It doesn't mean that I don't um, continue to be intentional about how I use my social media platforms. It doesn't mean that at all, right? Because what guides my uh, upkeep of all these particular platforms is not my competition with other people, but it's my commitment to what God has given me to do right? And so my commitment to God should manifest in the excellency of my presentation. I, 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 I could say that again, but I don't even remember what I just said, I, but, but it, it sounded right when I said it. My commitment to God should manifest through how I present myself, not who I'm in competition with, not who is trying to attack me, right? I should be moved. I should be empowered because of the relationship that I have with Christ to walk fully in my calling. So I should not be studying because I want to preach better than somebody else. I should be studying because I want to honor my gift that God has given me, and I want to do it in excellence for Him. Listen, sometimes we allow other people to be the benchmark 
or the measuring stick for success. And they will have us underperforming, right? Like if the person that you are trying to dress better than shops at Walmart, and so you decide that Ross is better than Walmart, then you are missing a whole world over at the Nordstrom Rack. Okay. All right. I don't I don't know why I got into that. But listen, as believers, we need a reformed strategy when it comes to success. And that's why I opened up this podcast by saying that we don't really know what we need to get where we're going. But you know who knows what we need to get where we're going? God knows what we need to get where we are going. So I don't have to be in competition for a mentor. Because God might not need me to need a mentor in order to accomplish the success that he has for me. The mentor that he might give me might be somebody that never has seen the spotlight. So I don't need um, a, I might not need the glamorous uh, website or platform that perhaps another podcaster is afforded because of somebody they know or something that they have. Because I might be chasing what somebody else has and miss what God has for me. And so I don't know what I need to get where I'm going, but God knows. So here are a few scriptures that I think should power the believer's strategy for success. Proverbs 16 and 3 says, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Let God be your binding factor in construction. Let him be the glue. Proverbs 3 and 6 says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Don't give yourself the credit. Don't give other people the credit, but give God the credit. When we align ourselves with God's will, then we take out of the equation our need to compete with other people. We take out of the equation our need to be in battle with people for things that don't belong to us or them. When we add God to the equation of our success, we surrender our will to him. We give to him all of our difficulties and we trust him to order our steps. And when we trust him to order our steps, I believe that pleases him. I don't know about you, but it's really easy to do something for someone who is grateful, not just with their words, but in their disposition. It's easy to do things for people when they display a certain trust for you. And I believe that that is the same with God. I believe that he's eager to respond to our need for success, whether it be personally or professionally or ministry-wise, when we yield our potential for success back to him. And so, my brothers and sisters, I say this in love. We don't know what we need to get where we're going, but God does. Let's pray. Father, 
We thank you for this affirmation, this reminder, Father God, that you know what we need. We pray, Father God, that we would set aside our own plans, our own strategy, and God, that we would pursue your plan, your strategy, what you have for us, and that we would get out of the way of your plan for our life. Father, forgive us for the times where we made people the object of our competition, where we put people in the way of our success, where we aligned ourselves with people and things because we thought that that was the way that we could grow or become known or gain notoriety or gain influence. Father, we thank you because you are the God that gives influence. You are the God that brings notoriety. We thank you, Father God, that there is nothing that we can do that is more powerful and more amazing than the love that you display to us and through us when you decide to elevate us. And so we thank you for your elevation. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your plan for us, and we surrender to it. In Jesus' name, amen. Were you blessed by this episode? Do you think it would bless someone else? It would really bless me if you share this episode with someone who you know needs assurance of God's promises. Also, I love it if you subscribe to my podcast, Season with Salt, and wrote a review. This helps us to spread the gospel even farther through podcasting. Thank you so much for listening. And remember what God's word says in Colossians 4 and 6. Let your word be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Have a great week. Oh